<laughs> oh boy. All right. Welcome to the Mythology of Marksmanship podcast. I'm Morgan King, and I'm here in a hotel room with uh, Brady Allenson and Paul Higley. We are, what is this one? This is the Shore Action Customs. Blue Ridge Rumble? Blue Ridge Rumble, yeah, up here in, uh, is it Banj, Washington? Yeah, yeah, just outside of Banj. We're in Ritzville. Yeah. In uh, a Best Western, the, the Bronco, Bronco Inn. Inn. Yeah. Yeah, so we're sitting here and... Uh, you know, we we're, we haven't had much to do today. We sighted in early this morning, and now we're we've been just hanging out. We we've been living a life of leisure for a few hours. <laughs> Got a little it's been a mellow day. It's been just fine. You know what I mean? We we're well rested. Let's just say that. And uh, we got talking about it, and I realized there's a question um, that I I told the guy that I would ask. Um, and we we could talk about, it, and I thought this is a this is a, a good group of guys to talk about it with. So, um, let's see, here is what I've got. Um, it's a question from Sloan Valdez, and he was asking. Let me see. Let me. Thought I had it pulled up. I do right here. And uh, all right, so he asks he asks quite a long question. Um, sorry for the delay here, but I, I so and I kind of condense it back to him. I say, if I understand right, you have two questions: How do you go about training to improve your match performance? And how do you transfer your performance in one-day matches to two-day matches? Because he asks um, about. Yeah, I'll kind of. I'll just read it to you guys. He says, "Hey, man, still loving the podcast. I'm learning a lot from you, and appreciate that. I was wondering if you guys could touch on a topic that I've been struggling with, that I'm sure you had to figure out at some point. I've stepped up my game quite a bit this year." To where I can show up to a match and be confident that I can either win or hold my own within a point or two of the winner. And just to preface, I'm only talking about on a regional level. Just because I haven't been able to travel or take time off to work to go to nationals. Um, but my question is, how do I go about training to, com- to separate myself from top guys in the region as you have? Is it the experience of added stress that comes with two-day matches along with extra performance data you get by shooting nationals, or is it fine-tuning the training days to get reps on one specific thing? I should be able to start shooting more nationals later this year in hopes to hit hard and be competitive on a national level. So, overall, I guess what I'm trying to say is how do... I transfer my progress and results on a national level to be successful, or on a regional level to be successful on a national level. Um, and and then that's when I said, there's two questions that you're trying to ask essentially, is how do you go about training to improve match performance, and how do you transfer your performance in one-day matches to two-day matches? 
So, I mean, we we all three of us have shot with Sloan, and Sloan's a heck of a good shooter. Yeah, we know that. Like, he's in our region. He's right. I mean, if he shows up to a local match, he's gonna be right there. Yeah, he's in. He's gonna be either winning it or he's gonna be in the top couple. But on a national level, didn't he got third at JC Steel or second at JC Steel that one year, Paul? You know, I can't remember. I know he's he was on the podium. Yeah, he did good there. He was in first after day one, if I remember right. I didn't go, but I remember looking at the results. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a good shooter. He knows how to, he's been there. Yeah, he's good enough. It, it, he really, all it would take was him shooting national level matches to be, I think that's how you get better at him. As far as keeping your head in the game for two days straight, I mean, he shoots plenty good. Oh, yeah. I think, I do think, and it depends, but I think practicing on smaller targets more often. Would get you a little more prep to it too. I would say target sizes are generally always average smaller at two day matches than they do any of our local matches. Yeah, but I mean, and he asked this question a couple of weeks ago, but I just got a question this morning from a guy that that asked, "What do you do to prepare for like a match like Hornady PRC? Like, do you change up your training? Do you like all of a sudden tra- train on smaller targets because you know it's an AG Cup qualifier?" Or do you do something different? And my answer to pretty much most of this is I don't change my training much. I mean, you know that. Me and you shoot together all the time. We change things to improve ourselves. I think whatever you can do to distract the the nerves. Yeah, that is a big thing, especially at a match like Hornady when 200-plus guys are there. Sure. The feeling of it is... A lot more so than any match so, you really So, you know, your to. shot process. Uh, when you're done with the stage, go load a mag. Keep yourself busy. Yeah. And doing the things you're suppo- supposed to do, it takes the nerves out of it. Yeah, what do you do, Brady? Brady, you've been in the, this spot where um, you know people are breathing down your neck and you've got you've to finish the last two stages of a day or whatever. To, to be able to stay in it to win a match, what do you do? See, it's funny. I, I, I feel like at those matches, the matches I always do best at, I'm not thinking about anything other than myself and continuing to just stay focused on just hitting targets. I don't. It, it's. It seems as though the more I worry about people breathing down my neck, that's when I start to shoot worse. So I've always felt. If I can keep myself calm for both days and really just f- keep the focus level very intense on myself and what I need to do versus what other people are thinking or doing or trying to do to catch me, I think focusing on yourself is a big thing for me, for sure. I, anytime I focus on what other people are doing, it seems to go worse for me. It's like having the camera on you. Yeah. Uh, I very seldom do any good when I know there's a camera in the yeah. back there. <laughs> and it's I, true. I got to get better at that too. Um, but I've been trying to, lately been trying to pound in a, a shot process, uh, uh, my shooting process. 
And I, I think just because yeah, we have two processes, right? Like yeah. mine, I have a I have a, pro, a shot process, and then I have a what what do you call it? I mean, a kind of a pre after stage list. Uh, yeah. Oh, the before. yeah, it's a it's almost always a before stage. Yeah. Like I don't think of it as anything as an after stage. That's true. As soon as you shot the last round off that that stage. It's, it's over. It's, it's, yeah. it's over. You're going into the next one. Yep. You're loading your mag. You're looking uh, how what it's mag forward. should I what mag should I load? You so you're you're looking at the next stage. First thing you look at is it a ten round stage? Is it a twelve round stage? You get that mag ready. Yeah. So a pre fry or a pre stage process. Yes. So so it's like you know I have one of those and then I have a shot process and they're separate. And we've been talking quite a bit about this, um, because I think it to have one, it's it's a way to keep you in your groove. Yeah, yeah, stay in in that flow state that people talk about. Focus. Yeah, you're yeah. focused. Where it's really easy, I think. Like a guy, I don't know what it is, you know, because Sloan shoots so good, right? If we're if we're talking taking Sloan, but if I take myself and as, as an example. Uh, I mean, I remember in 2017, I won five local matches in a row, but and I only went to like three uh, national matches, and I didn't do all that great at them, you know. But if, in a local deal, I could really, I I mean, I could. It, I mean, it was like you could me, turn or, it up. yeah, me or Paul Dallin showed up. It was kind of between me or him, who's going to win the match, and. Uh, and it was like that for a couple of years, but I still didn't know how to win on a national level because it's a whole different ball game. Like people don't realize when you're going from six to nine, six to eight stages, almost anybody in the country can win. Yeah. All of a sudden, when you show up and you got to shoot three times that many stages, essentially, or you, you know, you're over across two days. You now you have to figure out how to stay in that flow state and maintain a level of focus that uh, is really tough. Cause I feel like there's first, your first stage of the day is really hard to get into being focused, right? So we do things, we make mistakes that we normally wouldn't. And then about seven, eight stages in on a 10 stage day, all of a sudden we start getting a headache or you start just thinking like, man, I'm done, you know, like it's two o'clock, it's hot and you're just, you know, you kind of get tired, and you get you you uh, then you get lazy, and then you start making mistakes that you wouldn't have. Yeah. But there's six or seven stages in there that man, you really killed it. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the first stage in the last two of the day, you you had a tough time. And so, what do you do in that first stage, and then the first couple stages, and the last couple stages, um, in order to eliminate mistakes? I think the keeping, I, I don't notice as much on the first stages, but Me neither. the last few stages, I, I've i heard of people talking about it or just, you notice people are not, they're ready to be done for the day, especially if it's been a pretty rough day, guys are tired, especially if it's way hot, they seem to lose focus. And I mean, you think of, you drop a few points on two stages where if you just kept your head in it and were focused and wanted to finish the day strong i mean let's say you get another five points at some of these matches that'll move you 20 positions yeah i think that's a big deal guys have a hard time one day is fine like you we've talked about it a lot 
a lot of guys can put together one day. Putting together two days and keeping your head in it and not getting just toasted at the end of day two. Well, you look at how many guys are day two shooters versus day one shooters. Yeah. Most of the time, guys are really good on day one. And I think it goes back a lot to that same philosophy of of uh, fatigue. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so. Like, and so my deal is, is you got to have something in place to combat that. Like, because we're talking about right now, we're talking about how do you tra- take your results out of one day match, right? So what, how do you take your success essentially across seven stages that, you know, you show up to a match and you're able to, so I feel like in those seven stages, like it's so much easier when you shoot seven stages to show up, you know, you're going to be done by one yeah, and you're, you're shooting on a plate in a place that you've abandoned a bunch of times and you know the gear, you know what things you need to use, all that stuff. So it takes less focus, right? You don't have to do as much. You just kind of focus on getting your dope written down. And, and you generally kind of know the style of the match. You get the so, – so the first stage is not going to be a huge deal. Yeah. And then you don't have the jitters because there's not a lot of pressure of like, man, I really want to do good here. And so you're really thinking like, man, I gotta just, I gotta, I gotta, I can't miss, I can't miss, I can't miss, which I think is a horrible mentality as well because that's focusing right. on negative, right? You need to focus on, I gotta hit, I gotta hit, I gotta hit, but then even farther than that, you need to change, you you need to use your desire to hit or your desire to not miss, which is, which it's better to have a desire to hit than to not miss, right? Because that's pause, that's negative. You want to focus on the positive, so you want you want to translate that your desire to hit. And then use that as fuel to then ch- and change that to how do I hit? You need to make a shift in your brain of, of I want to hit, so how do I hit? And then and then focus on that. And you need to have those things like what to focus on, the how. You need to have that laid out clearly, because if you don't have that laid out clearly, then then what? I mean you're not going to all of a sudden come up with some magical process when you show up to a match. Um, And and you're also not going to have that process figured out to where um, on stage um, 19 of 20 and you're sitting there and uh, you don't know where you're at, but you you dropped a couple of points on the stage and you shouldn't have and you're pissed off because of that because now you're like, man, I might be out of it. And you're having all these thoughts come in, and you're like, "I need to clean this stage," and so you're, and so you're thinking, "I can't miss, can't miss, can't miss," and that's all you're thinking about, and you let that consume you, instead of thinking, "I gotta clean this stage." All right, I'm gonna go back, and I and, and when I get in that situation, it drives me. I mean, it pisses me off, and what I what do I, I need to do? Yeah, what do I need to do? And I know what I need to do. I think, what do I need to do? And I go do every one of those things to a insane level of uh like perfection i want to i want to have that i know what i need to do so i go back okay i get done with the last stage i walk straight to my i do the same thing i'm almost on every time but i have it laid out also like a phonetic um i have a a thing that i say i say dope rifle scope wind right that's what in my mind i think that every time i'm walking up to a stage well well, as soon as I get done with the stage, I walk straight to my backpack and I I will write down my score of what I got and then I will 
load my magazine for the next stage and then I'll put, I always have a mag on my hip and a mag on my backpack that are full and ready to go. The mag on my backpack goes into my gun before I start the stage and the other one stays on my hip so I have a spare magazine just in case I need it. Um, and then I will, I will make sure at that point I will look at the next stage, read the course of fire and, uh, I, and I start into my thing, dope. And I start looking, okay, uh, what do I need to do? I want to get my Kestrel on the right. I want to get my Kestrel on the right sector. I want to make sure all the ranges are correct. So I walk to the next stage. As soon as I get to the next stage, I range all the targets and find a landmark for every target with my naked eye. And I range everything and I figure out what the target order is and all that stuff. Um, and then I think rifle. And then I think about the gear that I need to run the stage properly. And I get all of that ready. I get my rifle ready. Whether that's put a bag on it, get the bipod right, do all that stuff, um, I get everything ready. And then I think scope, and I think about the stage, whether that's um, whether and, and what I need to, how my scope needs to be set up. If I need to dial for the first one, dial for the middle one. Uh, if I need to, and I check. So basically, I start it. Me and Paul talked about this the other day. A good way to to handle your scope is in three sections: ocular turrets and objective um yes i leave my my caps down when i'm when i'm on the line but i think ocular is the first step when i think scope and i set my power to where i think it needs to be then i then i handle the turrets i'll set my parallax where it needs to be set my first turret where or my elevation where it needs to be and i check my windage to make sure and mine has a cap so if it's capped it's always zeroed if it's off then i that's when i'm dialing wind and I do not put the cap back on until it's zeroed. That's just my my way of doing it. And then my my objective housing, I don't do that until I'm going to the line. And then I go back through the process again. So that, so dope rifle scope now wind. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to just handle the wind, and I'm going to start just going through and figuring that out, and finalizing my wind call so I can finally write down my dope for the the correct wind that I think it's going to be, and then. And then I repeat that. I, th I start that same thing over because I wanted. I want something that is simple and that translates throughout everything that's going on. Like I can use dope rifle scope to make sure that I'm packed to go to a match. Because I know that if I have all that stuff, if I if if I'm ready to shoot, like essentially, if I just go through my process, which is I go back to my my backpack and. Which so if I got my backpack, and then and then I load my magazine, <laughs> and then and then I think rifle or dope, kestrel, uh, and all that stuff, and my arm board scope. You know I can go through the whole thing again, and then if all as long as that stuff, stuff to load my magazine, a magazine, a rifle, tripod and glass. Essentially, I can shoot the I can shoot the match. The bare minimum stuff I need to show up with is a gun and ammo. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I guess you can borrow. No, that. you can borrow everything else. Yeah. That's I, true. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for that. But <laughs> you don't have a good weekend. Don't do that. But again, <laughs> always nice to use your own stuff. Yeah. But the point is, is that I can use that same phonetic, that same thing, which is my my pre-stage um, checklist or process whatever you want to call it. It's also my pre-flight list or whatever, or my pre-flight checklist as I'm walking up to the stage, I think in my mind. And and I, the only way to get anything to come to your mind is to do it 
frequently, often, and I and I'm a big proponent of saying it out loud. Yeah, um, kind of seals it. Yeah. What do you think about that, Paul? Well, I I really like the idea, and I'm uh, I'm still in the trying at stages because I I do I get off on uh, on those problems, and I have bad stages because of it. So uh, it's it's something that I'm working on, and I think it's going to help a bunch. Just to do that, and and, and I get nervous. Yeah. Say, if it's I got hard a, not. If to. I got a camera behind me, yeah. man, I, chances are I don't shoot very well. Even just big matches. Oh yeah, I mean, I've yeah. shot a lot of matches and I still get nervous. Yep. I get nervous, but I get excited. It's, like you I, know, it's I get an excited. excited yep. nervous for sure. But but if you can if you can have those things fill your mind, yeah. yeah. Then it takes all the nerves away. Yeah. I think if you say right. it, I mean, if you if you ever shoot around me, you'll hear me say dope rifle scope. Oh yeah, yeah, I I've heard it, and I I I implement it too. And uh, having a process is definitely yeah, and it's right. different for everyone. It doesn't matter what your process yeah, is. Right. whatever right. makes sense to you. Have something, yep. you know, the, a, a little thing. I know Adam Robinson in Texas has a clipboard with a literal checklist on it. Oh, and, really? And he will sit there, and you'll see him pull it out, it out, and he'll check things off as he's going. And he'll write down where he thought rounds went on the stage. Like, like so if he thinks he has elevation, he'll write down, like, oh, I saw one go here, one go here, one go here. And if he says that a couple stages, like, Adjust. he'll all of a sudden, okay, I need to make an adjustment because I'm, I'm going high. Which is pretty smart, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of focus, and to do that, right? Uh, well, I think focus is the key. But my my thing is, is simplicity. I want something so simple that is just like so stupidly simple. Like I don't want anything complicated. That to me is it's too complicated for me. I can't do it. Well, and it'll not, take away from your focus. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's bad for for certain people, and maybe that's the 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 level of like, hey, I need to do all this stuff, or I'm not going to be able to do this. That some people need. That I mean, I'm not. I, mean, I don't want to take anything from the way he does it. I'm just saying, for me, it has to be so very, very simple that I'll do it. It has to be simple and easy, or I will not do it. Like yeah. if it's a, if it's complicated, and I think it's complicated at all, I won't do it. Yeah. Takes too much time. Takes away from other things. Yeah. Like if I think, oh, it's stupid. I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah. I will never do it. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> like, yeah. If I have that thought way. one time, if I even think it never doing it yeah like do i think yeah I, I mean i think a lot of people think this about the, the process too like they're gonna they a lot of people have that thought like That's uh stupid, stupid or something like that like when i tell people that you need to say it out loud like i made you this week yeah uh, well it sealed the deal for me because some people learn from sight some people learn from hearing some people learn from saying it you know, as far as sealing it into your head. Yeah. And I think saying it trumps the others. I agree. It uh, keeps you, it you can hear it, mind. but if you repeat it, yeah. Oh yeah. You got a lot less chance of remembering or or not forget you know, yes. of forgetting it. Yeah. So it reminds me every time. Like I told you guys earlier, the other day I wrote on my hand what my process is, just the initials of each beginning word and that helped me continued like to keep on it the whole time i practiced yeah because you were having trouble with your 
shot process yeah, right yeah. making sure you were doing that recently yeah. yep. and then to do it now then you started saying it out loud and now you're even saying it out loud and writing it on your yeah. hand just that little glimpse of it is all i need to remind me i'd get worked up a little easier than i probably should so we've talked about this on past podcasts but if it's an intense stage or kind of a confusing stage i get more worked up and worried about making sure i do the stage right instead of making sure my shot process is right and by having whether it's me writing it on my hand or saying it out loud it reminds me to go back to that my shot process versus getting worked up about the stage and I, it helps me a fair bit well i do know that it's it's a up-tempo thing uh Especially if you go to a match with 250 shooters, you know you're you're getting pushed through like cattle. Yeah. So, so you gotta have you gotta have focus to even be ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know nothing worse than going up there. Ro says shooter ready. Yep. And you look down. Oh, scope caps. Oh, yeah. where's my mag? Heard. Oh, no bullets in the mag. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> and, and those those are my problems. Yeah. You know they. That's what's uh, keeping me from winning. I have some really good stages, and then I have that. Yeah, ninety percent of the stages that you shoot, uh, you're right there with me in in score. But then there's always that one or two a day where all of a sudden, you know, you leave yeah, your scope buddy. caps or no mag in something, and all of a sudden, and I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but they probably happen. I'm gonna guess. I don't know. They happen either right at the first of the day or towards the end of the day. Or, or maybe it's when you get time, lax in the middle. That time where you just went first and then you're going to be last on the yeah. next day. There you go. Yep. You know, there's you an hour. Yeah. Yep. We'll it, experience that this weekend because I think we have 12 guys in squads. Yeah, this yeah. And, and that's another tough one to stay focused. Yep. Yeah, can you get you, talking? You, know, you got 24 guys or yeah. 23 guys before you shoot again. Yeah. And... So, so those are, you know, it's maybe, maybe you can get down behind your gun and, and squeeze that trigger a few times. You yeah. know, I don't know. Some, some ROs don't like that. Uh, yeah. There's nothing against the rules in doing that. Uh, so, you know, it's whatever you can do to stay with your gun, stay with your gear, and keep your head in the gear. Your mind's got to be on a certain track. for, And it's got to be positive. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's not... Like Morgan says, it's not, uh, I can't miss this. I can't yeah. miss this. Yeah, it's it's got to be, positives. what am I going to do yeah. to hit every one of those targets? What's my next step? Yeah. yeah. Basically, you always got to be moving forward and not, like, you have to just be always moving forward, right? Always doing something. Um, and you don't have to constantly be just, like, just only doing things on the stage right like that's my deal is i anybody that's ever shot with me they know oh, man you know i've seen you go up there morgan and oh wait i gotta get a bag oh <laughs> you know and and you know half the half the nation's seen this and it's like how does he do that you know? <laughs> yeah you, well, because, <laughs> you do get through stuff but it, but it is that people. process well it's because on the way up there like right because yeah. I have that mag. Me, I I don't realize I don't have that mag till after the clock. So yeah, I'm ready. And then yeah. it's like, oh, but you sit there when he asks you, shooter ready. You pull your mag out. You yeah. look in there. You count the rounds. You put the mag in. 
you got your scope caps up, you're, you're, you're pointing at your diopter, you're looking at your turrets, you're, you're, you got your scope cap up on the top, and, and then you say, wait a minute, and you go back to your spot and scope and you look at the wind more, <laughs> one more time. Yeah. You know, so it's, you don't let people rush you through. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed, you know, with, with you. You know, on an outside looking in, you are yeah, you, uh, you look like you're scattered all over, but by the time you say, "Yeah, I'm ready," you're ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm ready, and I'm I'm usually ready before, but I'm doing that. What people think it, I'm scattered and that I'm not ready. I'm just going through my last, yeah. that final little checklist to be like, "Am I ready?" I don't know, and I just go right back through, dope rifle scope wind right, and so we go back in there. And a lot, of, yeah. If, if I can't remember where my first landmark was or something, I'm and I, or if I feel like the wind changed, yeah, I'm gonna run back and just take a quick look through my binos real fast, because it doesn't hurt anybody, but it sure could save your day. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I am. I've always been impressed with, you know, you, to to be a spectator and watch you. You'd think, good hell, how do you? Yeah, do that? there is times. It's definitely. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you are in the position you're but, in. But you know, when you when you but you do it. It's it's obvious before you say, yeah, I'm ready, that you do that checkpoint. Yeah, but if you don't know what I'm doing, it looks bad. Yep. Like it <laughs> looks like, but but you can almost see the the order in what I'm doing. Oh yeah. You know what I'm you saying? You touch everything. Exactly. I try to. I you try to. It. I try to. Yeah. Whether you whether you say it, I've never heard you say it out loud. No, not. But I've watched. Not you, well I've watched like, you touch everything. You know, and I'm saying it quietly with you watching you. Yeah. And it's like, eh, he's got it. Yeah. yeah. And I I I think that uh, helps you eliminate so many mistakes. Like you talk about going first and all of a sudden going last. Man, that'll get you out of a bind. Like I don't know how many times like stuff like that has has helped me, and not and not only helped me but it's, it's helped me win matches like yeah. like stay in first place because or create separation that I had no business creating right. I think that process is I've developed that. I mean, you've taught me that, but de developed it because I almost always go first on the first stage, and so I have to keep my mind in that. Because I'm almost always first and last on the first stage. Yeah, Two first and second stages. Yeah. yeah, so I have to have that focus where it's like, okay, caps, mag, elevation, like make sure everything's good. Otherwise, I've had an hour plus to sit and not remember. just end up talking about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you think, well, I got some time, so yeah. It's like maybe you didn't load your mag. Maybe yeah. you didn't go straight to your backpack, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like. No, I'm not ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, glad I had that one on the belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is it, it's nice. Uh, well, and even then, I'll still go load my mag. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's times if it's a 12-rounder in my belt and it's a 10-round stage that I will, that I'll shoot without going back to my backpack and grabbing that other mag. But that's why I do it not only once, but I do it at least twice, right? If I don't go through my process more than that. Sure. Because... And I, I know we're getting into the weeds on this one a little bit because, I mean, but it is so important as far as when people talk about how do you take your results from a, a six to eight stage match, essentially, that's one day that you can, that it's really easy to focus for that amount of time. 
it's either easy to focus on like some people have have a tough time getting into the groove right and so then halfway through day one they start shooting good and then halfway through day two they start shooting good or or you know they don't shoot that great on day one and then they shoot really good on day two or i think most people they shoot better on day one than they do on day two because there's fatigue involved fatigue with me it's pain yeah uh i i got an old frame and uh back starts hurting. so you know i i hit the ibuprofen early i don't wait for the pain that's anymore. another that's another thing is because yeah. it's hard to shoot in pain yeah yeah it's hard to shoot you know it, another thing uh, turn the ringer off yeah. If yeah, mom is calling you, yeah, or just tell her your dad's calling you, you know, because yeah. my my dad used to call me every Saturday, and it's like, man, and then you think, yeah. does he just want to talk? Is it an emergency? Yeah, you know, and, and, and so it takes you away from the game. So it's just just the little things, you know, that uh, well, it's going to help you stay in it. Yeah, even just something I thought of when you just said six to eight stage matches, and then going to the, a two day match. People don't realize if you're shooting, if your local match is only six or seven stages, there's a lot of two-day matches. You might shoot 12 or 13 stages, not a lot, 11 to 13 stages in one day. That's almost double what you're used to shooting. I think that's what kicks a lot of people's butts at these. They're tired from day one because they shot twice as long as they normally do. Then they go into day two and they're like, man, I got to do this again. I think you've got to learn to deal with the, you're going to be worn out. And you just deal with it. Yeah, I, I see a, another thing too. A lot of guys will show up on Friday and shoot a hundred rounds yeah. on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many rounds we shoot today? Yeah, not very many. Not very many. Ten. Yeah. No, I, sh- I shot. Well, I we shot, shot a few to check 20. zero, and then yeah, yeah I think I, I shot, shot twenty or twenty. I shot 15, 15 or something like that total. Yeah. But I, I see guys that'll sit out there all day yeah. long on Friday and and, and uh, just get a pounded by the guy next to him with their break. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, so you're gotta, going three days of shooting, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that takes away from I really too, hate I so. showing up on Friday. <laughs> Morgan's had a rough day today. He slept the majority <laughs> of the day. Well, uh, was one reason we're doing the podcast, I think, because he's not going to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah. That's right. We're going to be out here till 2.30. You watch. Bull crap. Well, we better not be, because I've got to use the bathroom here in a second. Well, now I know everybody knows. <laughs> That's good. You told everybody about my spoon, so. No, well, I mean the meth spoon over here. <laughs> this guy, you you, you want to hear a story? Let's just let's oh, just let's geez. just bring this back so everybody can hear again. And Paul needs to hear it. So Brady has an a an A and D. Let's start from the beginning. I started with a scale when I first started that had no auto trickle. Like you just had to pour powder. It was a horn, it. one of those little Hornady little Hornady. Oh, so yeah. I just used a plastic yeah. spoon to put it on. Well, I was like, well, I'll just use the same and thing. And then a trickler. Because I, I can almost tell exactly how much I need in the spoon. So I bought an auto trickler but didn't buy the auto dump thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got his meth spoon out in the garage and a bowl of powder and just in there and then lets it spin up to it. And I'm just like, gosh. Morgan thinks it's the greatest thing on the planet. I do. It me about. Well, I'm going to have to try it. I mean, if you got the auto, <laughs> might be addicted. Thing, I w- yeah. Oh, he is. <laughs> he's know. out there. Oh no. He's got that bent spoon, just <laughs> <laughs> little curl around the yeah. finger, and yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I mean, if you're going to oh, use it, you boy. may as well just have it, you know, ready for you. I Taylor, think really in the weeds now. Yeah. I know. So. <laughs> um. 
All right, here we go. So now how do we go about, so now we've talked about our process, right? And, and we've pounded that in the importance of it. And, and I just want to hurry and, and stress that if like really just come up with the simplest thing, think about things that you generally forget. And when you're, when you're doing this, you're going to a local match or a big match or whatever, write those things down in a, in a matchbook and then revisit it afterwards. And then think what would be something that if I did that I would eliminate those things. And do this over time. That's how I do it. I, I sit down. I ha, uh, I have a I've showed Brady pages and pages and yeah. pages of notes on my iPad that I sit and I write after matches and I analyze those things and I add the add things in my process and we have weeded things out of my process and put things into my process that uh, that are useful and that eliminate those little mistakes that we make so that. I don't make those mistakes, and I've learned what what it takes for me personally to do it. And that's can be for different for every person, but you need to figure it out and and analyze what those things are because some we're all different. Um, so just come up with something that's simple, and then I would when you go practice, I would uh, every time you pick up your rifle, I would go through it. Yep. And I would say it out loud, like, um, and and uh, you do that a few times, and it, it will just automatically come. You know, every time you pick up your gun, you think dope rifle scope. You're gonna look uh, really when you're going up the dope part. You should have already written it down, but I guess it can be a last check to make sure you wrote down your data. But well, make sure you got the right data. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and well, that, that's, and that comes with ranging. You know, that's ranging and that's doing yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. You can't really do it as you're walking up to the stage, right? No, no. But but that's that's the stuff that keeps you busy. That keeps you. Yeah, keeps it keeps you, you going through it. You need to have those things yeah. that because it's really hard. We we just kind of go through the motions as shooters, and we rely on experience and and things like that to then. Uh, you know, we, we you start, over, yeah, yeah, start doing it. Well, what happens when you get fatigued? What happens when you can get complacent when, real quick? Oh yeah, when when something happens or you start talking or any of these things, if you don't have something that's telling you, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, you're just you're not gonna do all of it all the time. That last stage could mess with you too. You know, yeah. if you don't get that out of your head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let well, that well, with. What, that can haunt you. And, well, what, and keep you away from doing the positive things what, for prep for the next stage. That's why I think those types of things affect certain people so um, drastically, is because they don't have something that in place that says I need to do this, this, and this, so that so that I am able to be successful on this stage. I don't. They don't have those things laid out for them, and so something happens bad on a stage that's where their brain is mm -hmm. and so their their experience and 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 that and their flow doesn't just kick in to do all those things right because they're focused on this and they're doing that and they're then, focused on coulda shoulda yeah yeah and pretty soon soon all of a sudden when it's like, over it's over yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. you can't get those rounds back you can dwell on it but yeah you can't get them back and ain't gonna make i've told this to you i don't yeah, know how many times lot. i've said i've said don't let yeah. the last round uh rob you of yeah. of because I was one. bad for a while. I don't do it as bad now, but there was times I'd go get a five on a stage and I would let it ruin the entire weekend. Yeah. And which is ridiculous. Got to keep But it, it happens. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it definitely happens. Yeah, it's it's real. Yeah. Yeah.
that's so that's what i think people don't realize is it's not those stages don't just like turn your day inside out what those stages do is they rob your focus and so that if you that's what all you rely on is this flow state to get you through not making mistakes um and you rely on your experience yeah then what happens is is that stage really does turn your day inside out but if you um, if you're mad, but also have a process that you're gonna go through religiously, like a like a like it's like a religion. You get to the next stage, and regardless of what happened on this stage, even if you're mad or whatever, you still go through the same process. Yes. You're you're you're. It's not gonna turn your day inside out. You can be as mad as you want if you go through this, but and and it also helps to just like put your mind. You just like, well, it is what it is. I have to do this though. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I have to do this. I can't, I have to keep moving forward through my process. So, that's. Leave that one to the notes at the end of the day. That's go. right. That's right. Write it down. And when you do, I used to talk to, I used to think this a lot is like, and, it, and sometimes it helps. Write it, go write it down. Write down what you thought you did dumb. And then for, and then it's there. It's in your matchbook. It's over. It's there, and later you can pick that back up out of the matchbook, and then you can talk about it to your heart's yeah. content. And you can Make tell anybody in the world that you want about <laughs> it, and you can complain and say how stupid it was, but it doesn't do you any good. Yeah. Only to not let it happen again. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know, and that the, I think the process is uh, definitely key. Yeah. Keeping your head in the game. Yeah. Keeping you focused and keeping you positive, you know, because we all know how mental it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's a learned thing. Two, two day, day matches. Two are days matches thing. are mental. Yeah, yeah, and uh, because it's you're, you're going to unfamiliar places. Yep, you might have been there, but it'd been a year ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sometimes you'll shoot a, re- a repeat match, but most of the time, match directors yeah. change it up. Yeah. It's gonna be long days. Oh. Might be hot, might be windy, might be rainy. Yeah, it's all those. Different. You might be super uncomfortable for two yeah. days. Yeah, like that you run into because there's just higher likelihood of encountering yeah. bad weather when you're there some two days instead of one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, that's there's a lot of that. I attribute it to hunting a little bit that you have to learn to be uncomfortable or being comfortable. What is it? Learn to be comfortable being, being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yes. I mean, there's been a lot of hunts I've been on where it is miserable, especially rifle hunts. But you're fine. Snowy. Yeah, you're fine. You get home, you're like, oh, man, I want to go back. You just got to deal with it. I know. There's Yes. I've hunted with a lot of people that just can't do that. No, I'm like, can't. I don't know how you can't do yep. it. It's like yeah. it's a good time. Yep. They just want to be home. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, man, I just don't want to be home. Yeah. I'd rather be here all day. Yeah. But anyway, so now let's talk. So how do we go about training to improve match performance? And specifically, he's talking about, because obviously he's good at, at the local deal. Um, but I think what happens is is when you're able to do these things that we're talking about, if you perfect a shot process, or if you perfect your shot process, so if you train your shot process and you train your, your, your pre-stage process and your pre-flight list, then you're able to eliminate mistakes, right? Right. And, and that shot process is the thing that, I mean... I've talked about this a bunch. But that's what I end up just training almost all the time, and I try to isolate things. And I don't like. I think a lot of people try to practice by just going and having fun, yeah. right? Yep. 
So they go and just oh, ball, it, the, and wind, the wind's blowing too hard. I don't want to yeah, practice yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's that's when you, you go practice on a small target. Me and yeah, Garrett yeah. the other day we went up up to my place up in uh, Morgan. And we get there and we shot some handguns real fast. And then I made him bring his gun because I had ammo or whatever loaded um, for my dasher. And I was like, just bring your dasher and I, I'll give you some ammo and we'll shoot. And he's like, okay. So he puts it in and then we get up there and he's like, oh, I don't want to shoot. And and I was like, me neither. But if I don't, I can't expect to get any better. Yeah. Like, I got to shoot. Like, we're here. If I don't shoot, I'm just, like, I'm a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm and I and I'm. There's no way I'm going to get better if I if I leave those rounds sitting in the back of this pickup. I was like, so I know that because I don't want to shoot, that this is the time I I need to shoot. And I was like, and you're going to shoot, so get your gun out. <laughs> I I pulled his I pulled his gun out of out of the case and said, you're shooting. Okay, fine. I think practicing on smaller targets has got to be something you got to do too. Because yeah, oh yeah. if you practice on too big a target, you get complacent. I think that's the issue with some guys they go out they put a 10 inch plate up at 500 yards and they just go hammer it for however long well okay you might be seeing what side of the plate you're hitting but you're shooting a 2 moa target or the majority of these matches you're not going to be shooting a 2 moa target shoot a small target you're used to shooting small targets well we're shooting a 2 moa target most of the time i think you think uh, really think, yeah half mil is pretty is it yeah half pretty mil common. okay well even bigger than that then let's yeah say 14 inch at 500 yeah Something too big. Well, that's. I still think it's too big. Yeah, I, I'm well, I would you. agree. I yeah, agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I pa- mean, Paul loves his 10 inch at 500 yards. But... Oh, come on now. <laughs> well, which is fine. Okay, maybe 10 inch was. Too, I, I, I don't, It's it's no. eight inches at 485. I don't okay. care. It's too big. <laughs> <laughs> but like where I practice, I've got because me and Paul would go out and we would we would together. He would shoot 60. I would shoot 60 at this thing and yeah. not miss one bullet. Yeah. And so then you're like, I'm like, Paul, this is too big. Too, yeah, too yeah big. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, Paul, we got to freaking do this different. Yeah, and right. now we do. We do. Yeah, we do a four-inch target at 406 yards. I, st- yeah. I think we need to move back. I, yeah, I agree with you. Like we need to have, I think we need to have a six-inch and that four-inch at I the 485 plate. I think we need to put All that, three of them. Yep. They need to all be right there. I and, just think it teaches you to hold... A little better for real small wind calls. Well, if you're hitting every time, then you're yeah, not you're, you're not learning to correct your yeah, misses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. it's uh, that's a process too. Yeah. So you got to miss to learn to correct your misses. Yeah. And you gotta and you gotta learn how to get stable and make like uh, I'm sorry, but but uh, you can do a lot of stuff wrong and hit a two minute plate. Oh yeah. Uh, and and pe- what people don't realize is the way that you index with your rifle, the way you do things in different positions will shift your your group different places. And if you're not training on paper or a minute little yeah, target, that that paper is is uh, very important. I yeah, we learned that, huh? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. I I mean we knew it but we forgot it. Yeah, I mean uh, I I do it every so so often yeah, when I'm not yeah. thinking but but this time I I I had suspicion that my gun was not shooting great and uh and I wanted to kind of see even if it was shooting good I wanted to make sure that I'm I'm doing things correctly indexing with the rifle properly and that I'm not getting a, a shift from position to position. It turns out I'm not getting a shift but my gun shot like crap. Like it was shooting an inch. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was not good, and so then I I ended up 
I'm now I'm shooting this weekend a barrel that has very very close to 3,000 rounds on it. I think it's probably 2950 now. But it sure shoots better than the other. Oh one. man, it yeah. shoots real good. So, yes, uh, I'd rather be shooting this one than that one all day. So, but I think I think you guys you're right, Brady. You need to train on small targets, and I think that every so often you need to mix in paper yeah. as well, especially if you think you got like issues. That's when I think paper needs to be um, put in the mix. Well, a lot of guys side in prone. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, just just the way your arm's laying on the ground, the way your hand's, you know, you're holding that uh, The way you grip, break the trigger. Uh, the way, you, yeah, the, the way you pull on that trigger is different than a positional. I think, I think people rob themselves by going and shooting a two-minute target in practice. Because what, uh, instead of like, until you know for sure that in, in each position you can hold sub half minute, there is no use shooting past 100 yards, um, I think. And I would say that I would put this to anybody that wants to get better, that until you can do that in any position, um, however you do it, you need to do that. And you need to make sure that your, your, your zero is not shifting as a result. And it's something you can do at your local range. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, you don't you don't need a thousand yards to to go out and practice this. When that's a th so that's just the put other paper thing. out to a hundred yards. Yep. Put you a bunch of dots on it. Yeah, and try different positions. Yeah, and see where you're at. Yeah, that's another good thing though. A lot of guys, I feel like, they think you need that thousand yard distance to go practice. It's like just practice. I mean, when I go practice, I it's rare I shoot over 500 like there's a six inch plate at 500 i shoot that a lot and then there's i don't know how big the one is at 704 or whatever but i shoot that one a lot yeah that's i mean i don't shoot much over 700 almost ever practice i mean i will but we don't at all do yeah we? not much I, not unless we're checking dope yeah yeah, yeah exactly. lines and that stuff would probably be me. like and we can read the wind just fine I'm not saying I'm not. I mean that in a bad way, or I don't. And I don't say that to say that you shouldn't go figure out how to read wind, and you yeah. shouldn't shoot long range. I think it's important, but I do think that um, you're better served by like, paper. Honestly, is one of the best things you can do. It does do. help. It's amazing because it, it's so honest. Um, and then I think beyond that, you need. I I think. So once you figure out, okay, you can you can hold your own on paper. That's when you go to start shooting those two tenths targets or one minute targets at in between. I think four hundred and six hundred is the yeah. sweet spot. Yeah. Um, well, the thing about a one minute target, if you want to compare that to paper, exactly, then, then that's your group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your group. If you're hitting that target at 400 yards. In all positions, yes. In all positions, then you're doing what you set out to do on paper. And that's yeah. what I, me and Chad talk about this because Chad talks a lot on paper, talks about paper because that's all he has to shoot, um, Chad Heckler. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I say, well, look, dude, if I'm shooting a, uh, a four inch target at 400 and all of the rounds go on it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And I, and I agree with that. I, I mean, but at the same time, I also think that it is it is wise to to see how good you are, because it, because it you know if you're barely shooting you know three quarters of a minute at at a hundred yards versus you're prone being dead nuts in the middle and and you're and you're a quarter minute and all of a sudden you go into a kneeling position. 
Wow, that was loud. We're right by the freeway. <laughs> you um, can't tell. But all of a sudden... If it he, wasn't Brady. <laughs> no, it was not me. <laughs> that was the old Jake break. <laughs> but if you go into... Um, if you go to like a kneeling position off a bag and you start pulling the trigger and now you're three quarters of a minute and you shift it up a tenth, um, your group shifted up a tenth, well now you know that you need to do something about the way that you're indexing with the rifle to move your point of impact back down. Yeah. Would you still have hit most of those targets on a one minute to plate? Maybe. Um, you might have sent some over top of it, but not known. And uh, but now you do. Now you know there's a point of impact shift, and you probably need to get a little bit more stable and work on trigger pull. Um, it, that might have to, something to do with the fact that you're you're setting your natural point of aim a little high on the plate and trying to muscle it down on the muscle it down on the target, and so you're naturally getting that shift up yep, yeah. instead of setting your natural point of aim where it Back ought to be. Back to the natural point of aim. Yep, it's important. So. I, I think if you're trying to practice to get better, I would do that. And I wouldn't run stages. I wouldn't run no. the six-round stages. Uh, Mini matches or whatever you call them. You, yeah. You're just going to... You're just going to reinforce bad habits. Yeah, if I could give you a blueprint of what, what we, I would do to practice. Me and Paul talked about this quite a bit. Um, but just as simple, bare bones as possible. A good drill that I would do is I would... I would probably start a day with something like a, a mini stage, maybe, in order to train your process. Yep. Because we want to eliminate stuff right in the beginning. So like a, a 60 seconds, three positions, either one target or three targets or something like that, or at 100 yards, whatever it is, but it doesn't matter. Go through your process to make sure that you're, you know, of getting your dope, you know, getting your, your gear ready and all that. Have a stage. Have like a couple of different stages or whatever or props or whatever that is. Or think about it, you know, a couple of days in advance. Write it down like, okay, I want to do this or this. And then uh, and then I would take that and shoot it. That's six rounds. And I would do that. I would not. I would just treat it just like you're showing up to a thing. I would have your gun either zeroed or hurrying zero it. And then I would go over to do this. And I would treat it just like a match, just like the first yep. stage of a match. I, and I wouldn't reshoot that stage either. I would shoot that stage and be done with it. You do not shoot it again. Uh, that's the only time you know that's the only time you're shooting those. That that stage and it's over. That's your first stage of the day. That's and, right. And that's you're not getting those rounds you know, back. Mo most people don't do very good on their first stage yeah. of the day. Yep. And and that's. And I'm one of those guys. You need to focus on it. We don't so, want to spend 20, 30 rounds warming up and then all of a sudden go shoot our first stage. Right, yeah. yeah. You just pull out and go do the, the first stage. The first stage. Do a six-round stage, just like yep. you say. It's and then I would go to isolating things. I would have a couple things, one or two things that you're going to work on for the day, whether that's you're going to work on, um, I'm going to work on kneeling today, or I'm going to work on rooftop today, or I'm going to work on a weak side today, or I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on one or two things. And I would go and do one-shot drills um, in those positions. I would do, um, I would probably do like five fast, or five, five slow. I would just start out five really slow ones as far as like I would still be getting my gear and into the position as fast as possible and my boat closed as fast as possible and stable 
and then I would and get my finger on the trigger and then I would focus on making this long exaggerated squeeze on the trigger so that you're per, you so you're overemphasizing a perfect trigger pull for like five shots and then the next five I would do those um, faster like somewhere around like what you would want to do at a match match time yeah match time and do that and then I would move on to the next thing you want to work on and then I would go and then I would be done you know, like 20, 20 rounds in or so, you're pretty much done. Or one thing that I might start doing is once you get your PR skill stage up, I would maybe finish the day on the PR skill stage. But you yeah. you're, you don't need to be... That, Doesn't need to be 100 rounds of no. practice. No, that's 34 rounds right there. Right. What I just said, yep. that's 34 rounds. And it, it'll be the best practice you can do. Yep. Yep, and and you're and we're talking about overemphasizing being perfect on the trigger. So, when I uh, I go through my shot process of level trigger squeeze, but I, I you know I'm talking I want my bolt closed, and on and I want my bolt closed and my finger touching the trigger at about five seconds, and then from there, if it, if it's like a standing position or something, and then from there my gun might not go off till if I'm like on one of these slow ones, I might go not go off till nine to eleven seconds. And that means I'm just sitting there just adding, adding, adding pressure on a little um, four or five ounce trigger until it goes off. And, and I'm, you know, I might take a breath and then, and then just squeeze, 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 squeeze. And then just the gun goes off and then I watch where the bullet goes and I, and I make minor corrections and I pay attention to where it goes. I follow through. And then I, and then all of a sudden when I go up to match speed, I, I still want my bolt closing at the same amount of time, so I'm going through this whole process of level trigger squeeze, and or um, meaning I are getting on it I in a level, and then trigger, and then my squeeze I want to be maybe two seconds, so now it might be seven seconds that that it goes off in that that uh, seven eight second range, till my gun goes off in in what I call match speed, and uh, I'll do that a few times, and then once I get that process i mean you know me and you uh, and i'm sure you're the same brady when we when we practice with a shot timer like that i mean shoot it, it gets to where our slow ones are within a few tenths of a second of each other when we say oh we're going to do slow and then when we say we're going to do match speed it's within a few tenths of a second of yeah. each other and then you know like okay and then when you're in a match it might speed up a little bit because naturally you're nervous and stuff but it's still if you're making it if your two-second trigger pull goes from a two-second trigger pull to a one-and-a-half-second trigger pull, that's still one second longer than most people ever spend on the trigger. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so we're you're you're way better off. And anyways, yeah, folks, if you haven't got a shot timer, that would be a good good piece of kit to get. Yep, yeah, yep. And these these uh, one-shot drills have helped me immensely. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty much all I do. That's about all we normally do. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, whether it's going to a kneeling position or a standing position off a tank trap tip, yeah. or you know, we, we use all the props. Yeah. But it's just time of one shot. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go after that. It's just wash and repeat. Yep. Because exactly. I mean, really, Paul, when we go out and practice, we go and we we sight guns in and make sure loads are good and check all that, and then we, me and you, usually spend. So we've just started to do the the start with a stage. Yes. Um, which is good. And yeah, it, I was it, really impressed with that. I think that's a good way to do it. And then, and then, two mags of one shot drills, and we're basically done. Mm -hmm. um, when we get that one PR skill stage, just to practice the PR skill stage, we might start doing that at the end. But most of the time, 
we're done in two magazines you know right. 20 rounds yeah and people think that you got to go spend shoot all of these rounds and spend all this money and you really don't no I, it's worse because I've I've done it the other way and I I haven't progressed for no. three years. Yeah. yeah, If you sit and run eight or ten round stages, you know, uh, yeah. all you're doing is sure. just well, yeah, because 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 you're sending eight rounds without without any doing any sort process. of like getting pissed off at yourself yeah. for doing yeah. something wrong or yeah. analyzing what you did on that shot yeah. and why that shot missed or why it didn't or or whatever you're not being you're not completely focusing on this one thing and being present here because you're worrying about getting through this stage that you've designed for yourself to go through yeah right and so or you're you're using a stage that i created last weekend or you know yeah. go back and reshoot the match yeah and you're and you're having fun it's fun it yeah. is fun doing yeah. that yeah i won't tell you it's not fun because it is but the thing is is with practice is you can you can either go and have fun and just have fun shooting and be fine with that. Yeah. Or if you're like me, it's way funner to get better. Yes. Well, that's the thing. If your entire goal is to just have fun doing this, then maybe this isn't for you. But if you want to go and do better all the time, this is probably for you. This is the only way you're really good yeah. at. Because uh, we just listened to a pr- podcast by old Chris Way, and uh, he's talking about how it, it, the title of it was it so simple, only the pros obsess over it. And this is exactly what we're talking about, is it sounds so simple, but I guarantee you that you have not done it. Yeah. That, and that you don't do it. People don't. Like, and, 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 and you might, like, and I'll talk to people. I do this all the time. I talk to people, and people are like, <laughs> you'll, you'll talk to people, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Or, and, and, and they do this stuff, um, and Chris talked about this as well, but. Uh, he, they, they'll agree and be like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm do, I do this or whatever. And it's like, well, if you do all that stuff, then why aren't you beating me? Yeah. You know, why, why did you get 75% instead of 90% at this match? If you did it all, then why, what is it? Because yeah. I'm telling you right now that those are the, these are the things that 90% of people don't do. This is the stuff that's hard for me to do is to make a perfect trigger pull. So if you're making all these perfect trigger pulls, then why aren't you winning? Yeah. The wrong bag. No, <laughs> you can't buy your way into first place. That's no. that's another fallacy, right? Yeah. I guess that's a hard truth that people need to learn. Is they, need, they, they most people are not honest with themselves. I mean, you know how it is, Brady. We talked about this just long, not too long ago. It, how hard is it to to recognize when you're not doing something correctly? Yeah, way hard. I, you do not unless somebody points it out. It's pretty rare you'll figure out that you're doing something wrong. Unless, unless you do it in isolation like this. Yes. Or yeah. if that's what you're thinking about when you're doing it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's breaking down the process. Yeah. yeah. Into each little step. Yep. Well, that's for the last and then, two weeks. And that's then all I've done. And then when you go to a match, it's wash and repeat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, it's simple. So yeah. simple. Yeah. And I think that's why people don't do it is because they think, oh, that's simple, that's dumb, I don't need to overlook it. Yeah. And yep. so they're like, whatever. And then turns out that that's exactly what they need to be doing. Yep. And if you don't do it, you're never gonna. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna advance. You're, you, yeah, you, you. Where I got is well, yeah, I knew which bag or what pizza kit or tripod on this stage. I knew all that, but I had no explanation. For my seventy-five percent. Yeah, yeah. I had no explanation for it, and since since I've been breaking this down, and 
individually figuring everything out it's 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 only then that i've gotten any better yeah well and how often have we gone and shot with people and i mean you go practice by ourselves because people are like oh that's dumb yeah you know what i mean yeah they'll actually go two stages down and they don't want to even be biased because uh, because we're just doing the dumb things it's so stupid easy right nobody you know what i mean so they go they go shoot their mini stages or just go pound a mag away at, at a couple of targets to make sure that they get they're getting stable it's like well come get stable with us and learn how to how to do something better you know try yep. to get better over here yeah keep the wobble inside the target yeah yep so anyways hopefully that so sloan if you're listening this one was for you and uh i don't know if you have any more questions or whatever uh let me know but uh i thought it was a really good question he had and hopefully yeah, you guys got something out of it I've, this is a good idea. I think just talking about it helped me yeah. even more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I always get more out of it when I talk about it too. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, these are kind of selfish in a way, right? Like they're, they're good and I like, uh, I hopefully people can get stuff out of our conversations and hopefully they're entertained by it. But at the same time, like when we sit down and talk about things, it forces us to analyze and articulate our points yeah. and defend why we do things and talk about it. And, and, uh, it also makes us, um, feel like hypocrites if we don't do it i guess essentially right right you know we talk about doing it but if we don't if we don't go out and actually do it then then wow well it's you know i i can attest to this it's fun it's yeah. fun getting better oh, yeah yeah, yeah know, it's not it, fun not doing any good it, it's fun that. working on getting better yeah and seeing the results yeah I, mean, I was gonna say there's nothing more gratifying than beating your last personal best Whatever it is, if sure. your best was a tenth and you get a seventh, it's just a good feeling. Yeah, right? there's just something about being up towards the top that is so gratifying. Yeah. And before we end this, one last thing that I would talk that, that I would emphasize is you really need to sit down and determine what your goals are, wherever you are. Like if you're Sloan, uh, an unrealistic goal for, um, like or, or a, a totally realistic goal for Sloan. Um, if I'm slow and I'm like, man, I want to go and win a match. That's not an unrealistic goal for no, that guy. He shoots me. very, very that, good. Yeah, he, yeah. he, yeah. And, you know, so, like, he, he's competitive. He shoots good. Like, it's t- completely realistic. So, now now you need to sit down and you need to determine what does it take and what, what things do I need to do to make sure that I can win a match, right? And so then, and then go about in your practice, your those goals when you show up to practice or the things that you need to practice, those need to align with those other goals. And so you have all of these goals working towards it. And so that when you go practice, you know, what? why am I practicing? You know, like when I show up, like I have, um, I have goals to, I wanna win a lot of matches, right? But I, cause I, I mean, cause I, I wanna go into the, the PRS finale in first place so I can be able to win the PRS, right? Well, I've already done that, so now what do I do? Well, I had a goal in place because I, I want to stretch myself. I had a goal in place that I wanted to win six PRS matches this year, and uh, or six national matches, I think is what I said, but I think I've extended that because I feel like I'm going to hit that a little early. And so I want to do that because that's a goal that stretches me. And so... And then, and then I think, well, okay, what do I need to do? How do I keep imp- improving so I can c- continue to win? 
and so I'm always trying to analyze what that is and sometimes I don't I don't know but I'm gonna go figure it out you know tomorrow's gonna be revealing and show me things that I need to need to go improve upon you know like recently I don't I didn't want to be comfortable on the upwind side of a plate I want to be comfortable right in the middle so I know that that tomorrow my goal is to make sure that I'm always in the middle of the plate so that's that's my goal for tomorrow is just to make sure that I do that and I make good trigger pulls you know and so I know these goals going into the match and same thing if you do that then it's going to help you to focus you in your practice it's going to help you focus in when you show up to a match and all those things and then just go through them so we think we can finish it there sounds good just stay positive yeah yep yep so anyways thanks for listening if you guys have questions for brady paul or i you can hit us up on uh facebook or instagram and uh anyways uh if you guys have any questions let me know um i'm not or i uh i'm not always good at getting back at the questions i've i've realized this but i i try to there's a lot of them coming in yeah there's a lot of questions and so i i i try i will try to get to them all um as far as when i'm I think what I'll probably end up doing is doing like a Q&A and then catching up with all the questions and then going back and doing that, especially if I find them uh, interesting. But if I sometimes if I'm if I've got the time or whatever, I will write questions back individually. But I and I try to. So don't 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 hesitate to ask by any means. Uh, Just don't feel bad if I don't get back to you right away. At some point I will, um, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's on directly on on Facebook or Instagram have I've had a lot of questions on caliber selection and stuff like that lately that um, I think that we'll probably touch on eventually so in the in the podcast but anyways thank you guys for listening and uh, um, we will talk at you later